Hello, and welcome to another word of O Word Podcast. I'm back again, or I'm your host, Omar, and I'm back again with my co-host, Johnny. Um, yeah, my name is Johnny Ha, and happy World No Tobacco Day, everyone. So put down those cigarettes and pick up your jewels, because we're not smoking any tobacco today. Just vapes. Vapes. Just, Nicotine just only, Water. Guys. All right. So our word for this podcast is fork. You're just jumping into it, huh? Yeah, just right into it. You ready? I was going to ask you how your week was going for the school. Um, my week's going good. We saw each other, like, yesterday. And the day before that. And the day before. So, like, we know how our week's going. This is authentic, Omar. We're just going to go right into it. Okay, I was going to fake some stuff, like... Nah. My personal yeah. life. I don't know. No, you don't have one. I don't have one either, so it's okay. I can say that. All right, well... But, uh, yeah, our word today is fork. F-O-R-K. Fork. Mm-hmm. Like, the utensil. Yeah, we've been getting some weird words. Well, I guess boys. it doesn't have to be a utensil. It could be like a fork in the road. Yeah. Did I, I this, wrote the utensil. This was the hardest one for me to research. Yeah, I ended up with a fork in the road, too. Oh, you used fork in the road? No, no, no. I mean, it, it was a hard episode, and I used utensil as well. Ah. Fork, utensil. Dang, so uh, double fork, utensil fork for us. Yeah, but not the same thing. Yeah, I already so, checked. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first? <laughs> what do you think? All right, so let's keep it simple. Keep it consistent. I'll go first. <laughs> okay, so um, mine was basically just on the history of utensils. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just, just kept it simple. Yeah, when I was trying to research, I did uh, history or forks in history. Like, I wanted some famous forks. Yeah, historical history, forks. And everything's like, this is the history of the fork, and it's not what I was looking yeah, for. Yeah, I forgot what I was looking up, and it just pulled up history of the fork. So I said, you know what? I just talk about the history of utensils, like all of them. Sounds good. All of them? Um, not all of them, but oh. we're gonna talk about, you know, the the several ones that we use every day. The spork, knife, that's mentioned. Oh, okay. But uh, mostly the knife, spoon, and fork. And there's spork, and you'll find out there's a lot of other ones. A lot of combos. A lot of combos <laughs> that we should start trying. Why not? So. Of course, from the beginning of time for humans, we've always tried to, you know, use our brain and stuff, right? Like, do do smarter things instead of harder things. Yeah, and keep st- it simple, stupid. Yeah, kiss. So, um, because of that, we're, like, weak physically compared to our ancestors. Or we probably did that because we were weak. So, um, yeah, we're, we're weak, but we got forks. So, let's keep it simple, weakling. Kinda. Cause what? It's kind of. It's hot. It's hot in this room every yeah, single we're in, time. we're in a closet. There's no the... airflow. We can't turn on a fan because then you guys will hear it. We can't stay in the well ventilated room because sound. Yeah, and now it's getting into summer. It's like ninety degrees here. But yeah, I had a robe on. Now I'm like in half of a robe. I'm sorry, I'm more. Very uh, samurai sumo. All right. So, uh, back to forks, or I guess more specifically how we're weak. So, um, on a on a side note, I watched a Vsauce video that said, like, our evolutionary ancestors lived in trees. So, we actually evolved from those animals that lived in trees. We're the ones that got down from the tree. So, that's why we got so weak. Because once we got down from the tree, we are in, like, the open areas. Mm. So, we had to plan ahead. We went hunting. So if something kind of, like we would have to say, like make up theoretical situations, like 
if something comes to tax us, we got a plan, and we, we got to jump to another tree. No, we can't, because we just got down. Now we're, like, yeah. a little too weak. You don't want to be the guy who moves out, and then he's like, I got to move back. Yeah, so basically parents. it's like, guys, you shouldn't have left the tree, but we got to do something now. But now I got to prove them that I can survive out here. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so, like, the ones that stayed in the tree. So, in that Vsauce video, it was, like, a part of their YouTube series, like, Minefield. I don't know if you ever mm-hmm. watched that. But he was saying how these chimpanzees have better short-term memory than us, and, like, they're, it's way better than us. Yeah, because we write everything down. Uh, more specifically, because we form language. Yeah. So we form language to be able to plan ahead and communicate better, but because of that, our short-term memory was compromised relative to these chimpanzees. So like, they had like sense. they had a little test where like on a computer screen, numbers would come up, like it would flash real quick. Mm-hmm. Like it was like nine numbers, and you had to like click on the numbers in order, even though in there they're in like a random pattern. And the chimpanzees could just do it in, like, one second. Oh, yeah. Literally one or two seconds. So they're, like, 20 on Brain Age. You yeah, remember Brain Age, the DS game? Brain Age? No, I played Big Brain Academy. Wait, that's the same thing. Yeah, yeah but yours was for kids. Brain Age is a thing, too? Yeah, Brain Age, it would, like, you would do a series of mini games, and then it would be like, you're about this old, and I never got younger than 30. Yeah, no, Big Brain Academy did the same thing. Are so they not the same game? You? Um, I don't know. I I, th- I remember being like a pretty decent age. Oh. I was like older than I was, but I was like, yeah. Well, I got really frustrated with it, so I just played the Sudoku mini game it had on it. Like you could just go into that mini games bonus content, and it was just Sudoku. Was that the one where it's like you have to memorize patterns? There's like random animals and stuff. I mean, they're all pretty much the same. Yeah, I think we played the same game, but I was fire at those games. I was not. Like when I was doing the. One plus twos. Yeah, and yeah, stuff? the quick math, the oh, yeah. quick elementary That's math. That's when I decided no. at eight years old, I'm going to major in math. In That's college. when I decided I hate math. And look at us now. <laughs> I said, this is On not the a video podcast. game. All right. Um, so, what I say? So, chimpanzees, they've got better short term memory. Um, right, right, right. We suck at that. Oh, yeah. Michael did it and he was like slow. He like he beat one monkey, but then the the doctor or professor that was studying it was like, that was our slowest monkey. Check this oh. one out. <laughs> then he lost real badly. But um Poor monkey, dude. Yeah. It was it was actually the mom of the best monkey. Oh, okay. That's good then. Yeah. So uh she was she was old, that's why. But the the son was smart. Well, not smart, young. Hmm. Sharp. Sharp mind still. Okay, so back on track. Um, so we always had to get creative in the name of survival. So, you know, we created eating utensils to make life easier and whatnot so we could be more productive as well. And, like, imagine just trying to eat soup with your hands instead of a spoon. Hmm. That'd be rough. So now we're efficient. We've got spoons, all kinds of spoons. Yeah. <clears throat> all right. My next note. Okay, so using these eating tools over human history has changed our tastes, eating habits, and technological states of civilization. So, our like, taste. honestly, yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah, because it's it's harder to eat certain things if you can't use utensils. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I think we've definitely benefited from spoons. Yeah, you know, if it people didn't have sense. spoons, like, no one would be eating hot soup. Yeah, if I did not have a spoon, I would not bother eating. 
anything hot, really. Well, anything hot, but specifically things that are, like, hard to scoop up. You yeah, know? like uh, liquids. Yeah, or, like, we wouldn't be eating spaghetti because it's such a hassle to try and put it on a spoon, but we have forks. No, but we had fingers, and we would use our hands to scoop up a handful of spaghetti, and you go... Do you think I'm some kind of caveman? I love eating with my hands. <laughs> if I had a choice, I'd eat a lot of things with my hands. It's just so easy. It's right at your fingertips, literally. Yeah, I guess. You just grab and munch away. Okay, so for the rest of my talk, my TED talk, we're going like, to break it up and talk about each um, type of utensil separately. Okay. So first, we're going to talk about the knife. So the knife is definitely the oldest, or at least one of the oldest types of utensils that we use. Um, and the first knives were made from sharp stones, and mm-hmm. they're used to fight and process food. So kind of like uh, they just like sharpen a nice little rock. Like, they, like yeah. you know, when you're a kid, like you're going out and like you see a stick, it's like make that a walking stick. Yeah, they saw like rocks and like oh, make that a knife. That's good for shanking. Also good for cutting up this boar. Yeah, just, multiple. Uses. Just like when you were a kid. Yeah, I mean that makes sense <laughs> that the knife would have been the first. That's what I would have guessed. I mean, it's just a sharp stick, right? It's just a short sword. Yeah, because, like... Yeah, it's yeah a you're short, right. Short. Yeah, it's a short sword. <laughs> All right. Okay, so um, for a while, this, the knives stayed pretty basic, like just some sharp, uh, like a rock with, like, a sharp edge or a sharpened point. Mm-hmm. But around the Neolithic age, so that's about four to 7,000 years ago, we started using wood or animal hides as handles. So then it started looking like what we have today almost. It's like they actually have handles and then um, they started polishing the stone. So they look kind of nice, I guess. And uh, we started using different shapes too. I was going to mention the shape of the knife feels like it hasn't changed in forever. I mean, we have a lot of different types. Flat end and then it's got the sharp end that curves up to a tip. No, you're just talking about the chef's knife. What about about a butter knife? Most knives. Even a butter knife has a flat edge that curves up, not as sharp to a point, yeah, but it yeah. does curve up. A rounded edge, dude. And then we have a, a butcher's knife, the big square thing. It's a straight end with a bottom sharp edge that curve. I want a round knife, a knife that's a circle, and it's sharp all the way around. That's a pizza cutter. And it's got a hand. Yeah, but it doesn't <laughs> spin. Okay. Oh, okay. So, like, I'm going to just get you a pizza cutter and, like, jam it. Okay. And we'll call that your round knife, and that will be perfect. Okay, so later on in the Bronze Age, we made further updates. So the Bronze Age was about 3,000, 7,000 years ago, and that's when we started working with metals, hence, you know, bronze, Bronze mm-hmm. Age. So knives started being made from copper and... Bronze. Bronze. That's right. Nice. So they, <laughs> at this point, they were still mainly used for fighting, but they started to, like, normally use the knife to eat during this time more okay i had trouble right there they started using the knife to eat more rather than just hunting during this time okay and, but, but not more than hunting no just hunting and eating pretty much but they started eating with it more and um the shape and handle at this time pretty much stayed the same mm-hmm. and like you said like i said like you said to this day pretty much stayed the same it's got a handle sharp edge not sharp edge wait for the round knife it's gonna be make you guys are gonna see it on Shark Tank. We should make that. The round uh, knife. We have the round knife. How do you use the other side? How don't do you, you always? Like that? Don't you hate how you always have a dull side of the knife? Yeah, just all sharp. This one, three hundred and sixty degrees. You'll never have a dull side. 
That's or genius. you might have a dollar side, but you'll have 359 other sharp sides. <laughs> it's just a pizza cutter <laughs> with a stick through it so it doesn't move. That's all it's going to be. But that's it. The the pie knife. 3.141516. Something like that. Okay. So, uh, once iron and steel became more common, um, knives became more available to like all citizens. So, this is in like the Western world we're talking about. Because most, mm-hmm. most of these utensils were made common in the Western world. Yeah. Then we're going to talk about the Eastern world in a bit. That's not a knife. Not a knife. Because we're still in the knife section no more. All right, so in the Middle Ages in Europe, most people had their own knife. Uh, that still had, like, a fighting edge. So that means the knife was, you know, ready for fighting. But they use it more for eating at this point. Still got a fighting edge on it, though. But at this point, it was still pretty common to use your knife to eat with. The pointy tip was even used like a fork to stab and eat food. Okay, that's why you paused that point. I was yeah. like, is the word for the week point? But that's no. a no, no, no. That's like the fighting edge part and the yeah, yeah, yeah. And point side. We come to a point and yeah, yeah, yeah. Point. So yeah, like yeah. they're sitting at a table, and, like they're stabbing just like a fork. But then they probably realize, you know, this is a little sharp, it's a little dangerous. So uh, there will be other renditions, like the creation of the fork. But it's the coolest thing when like a character on a TV show like uses a knife to eat. I actually just imagine a dude like sitting there like. Cutting it with a, yeah, yeah. cutting it with their knife and then just like stab and go. Yeah, I picture a guy cutting an apple. Oh, I was thinking steak. Anytime I hear it, see knife, I think steak. Yeah, because yeah. steak knife. Yeah, probably. A specific type of knife. All right. All right. So, uh, in the 17th century, people stopped using their knives like forks, and that's because not because it was sharp, but because King Louis the. Uh, XIV, which fourteenth, uh, mm-hmm. King Louis the Fourteenth of France banned the use of sharp knives, but that was just because his advisor said so. His name was Cardinal R- Richelieu, 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 Richelieu. Yeah, yeah. R- Richelieu grew tired of seeing point knives around him. Grew tired or grew scared? Bro, I swear. What is that sound? I think you guys have a tiny mouse in the closet. It sounds like it sounds like a knife being sharpened at first. Oh, it's your water bottle. Dude, it's my water bottle. So I, I got scared right there. I thought it was a mouse. It sounded like at first it sounded like a knife getting sharp behind me. Because we're talking about knives, and then it sounded like a mouse. Anyway, uh, back to Richelieu. He just got tired of seeing pointy knives around him. Tired or paranoid? I think paranoid. Yeah, that's like, what I would the, the article I read said tired, but I think he just got scared. Yeah, that makes sense to me. You can't kill me with a knife if I ban all knives. He sounds kind of arrogant, though. You like, think? people are just eating their steak, and he's like, you're here to kill me? Like, yeah. Dude, we don't care about you that much. I don't know, the advisor to the king? That's <sighs> high up there. I guess, but uh, yeah, so basically he got paranoid. And that's how eating knives were invented. So just like a regular knife, but like they ground down the point. So there's that fighting edge was removed. So it's his fault we don't have cool knives at the table. It's his fault that we're not ready to fight while we're eating. Yeah. Well, I guess we can thank him for the next evolution of the knife. Yeah, the eating knife. The lame one. The lame knife. With no cutting edge to like hurt someone in case we're ready. Uh, but that's pretty much it for a knife, and uh, that's why we have regular eating knives now. Okay. Thanks to, thanks to R- Richelieu, Richelieu, Richie. 
Okay, so now we're going to talk about uh, spoons. So we can get into soup now. I believe the best utensil there is the spoon. I disagree. We'll, you know what? We'll discuss that. At the we'll end. debate at the okay, end. Okay, okay. Okay, so uh, our pale, Paleolithic ancestors started using the spoons because it was hard to eat warm liquids with their bare hands. So it's older than the knife? No, it's not. Neolithic. Is it? I don't Paleo's think so. Paleo is older than Neo, right? No, the other one didn't start in the Neolithic. Oh, no, no. Okay. That's just when they started adding the handles, the animal handles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay. But like way before that, they started using uh, knives. All right. This report checks out. <laughs> Fact check. <laughs> Fact checking. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, they started making spoons. Because um, like imagine eating like a boiling hot bowl of SpaghettiOs with your hands. You well, can't. first of all, I wouldn't eat SpaghettiOs. I wouldn't eat anything from Chef Boyardee's evil kitchen. Should we uh, take a take a side story we real don't quick? Have to take us. We're gonna take a side story real quick. Oh my, go ahead. Why why don't you like Chef Boyardee anymore? Cause I ate Chef Boyardee, and then later that night I threw up fourteen cans of Chef Boyardee. <laughs> it wasn't literally fourteen cans. It felt like I it. think it was two cans though. I threw up all night. Johnny threw crackers in the water at me. He was like, call me if you need me to take you to the hospital. It was like still 6 a.m. And he's like, hey, you okay? I'm going to class. I was like, oh. Omar, Omar. Okay, so. Had appendicitis. Appendicitis. I just remember thinking like, man, he's probably got food poisoning. It was so sad. Because I remember walking by, handing something to you. And you were just in there in your boxers, huddled on the ground, like on your hands and knees. I was dying. I remember you saying, like, I have to poop, but I can't. can't. Nothing's coming out. And I was trying to give you tips. I remember saying, Omar, okay, so here's what I do sometimes when I got to get a fart, okay? You go on your hands and knees, bend your back a little bit, (laughs) see if that helps. Which is strange to me now, looking back at it, (laughs) because you gave me advice on how you pass gas, which means you get on all fours. It's happened before. That's it's insane. a it's a last case scenario. But I remember specifically saying, you know, call me if you need me to be in hospital. You never did. No. Then I was walking to class when I talked to you, and you just said, yeah, I'm in the hospital right now. I was like, okay, I want to see how it is. Yeah, it was very close to bursting, but uh, everything went well. I fully recovered except for the chef already. Never again. But after that surgery, you never ate as much as you used to ever again. Yeah, I don't know. I think your food was stored in your appendix. It was definitely something in there. They messed around. They cut a piece of your stomach. Your parents said, hey, he eating too much. Cut a piece off. All right, so uh, back to spoons. So the first spoons had a pretty similar shape to the spoons we have now. I mean, honestly, I can't really think of any other shape for a spoon. Triangle spoon. That was quick. You're we got to reinvent about this. it all, dude. Yeah, yeah, because it, it makes it easier going into the mouth and wider towards the back. We should do that. Like an, yeah, yeah. Yeah pyramid spoons okay so these spoons they made them with seashells so they just took wooden sticks uh, and they put seashells at the end of the spoon that's very clever right it's like if we're ever stuck on an island we need a spoon i don't think do i would have ever bothered adding a stick to make the handle i think i would have just definitely just held a shell <laughs> someone's, I mean, someone's looking at you like, look at this dumbass <laughs> like using no stick on this spoon like they had the word spoon too okay so each civilization started to like make their own spoon so the ancient greeks use the seashell method mm-hmm. but the romans preferred wood so like they're working hard the greeks are just use a shell dude just find a shell and the ancient egyptian pharaohs like their fancy golden and silver spoons mm. yeah and 
They had a lot of um, engravings on the spoons, too. I have an interesting fact, actually, when I was looking for stuff. Apparently, Napoleon III, he would give his guests, the guests that he really liked, aluminum utensils. And everyone else, like, he only had a certain amount of aluminum utensils. Everyone else would get gold ones. So gold was the bad one? Aluminum was more rare at the time. So gold was the bad one. Oh, my God. But, like, looking back at it now, like... Dude, I'm about to go make some foil spoons and then <laughs> feel like feel royalty. Like royalty. I heard yeah. somewhere the ice cream tasters use golden spoons to taste food. Because mm-hmm. the pH is zero, right? Something like that. Like, I think so. No metallic taste on it. No metallic taste so on it. So you get I think pure really ice cream. I think it's Ben and Jerry that does that. Well, dream jobs. We're going to show up with aluminum spoons. Really show off because this is how everyone else is gonna taste it. Doesn't that make sense? Everyone else is gonna use an aluminum spoon, so taste it with an aluminum spoon. You know what? We should start using it so we can be like royalty. Okay, so once the Middle Ages came around, wood and metal spoons were really common, and spoon actually means a chip of wood. So oh, must have been a Roman word then. Yeah, they're probably using the wood spoon. Yeah, and they're like, we better name this before someone else named it Seashell Rock. <laughs> seashell. Bowl. Seashell Bowl Mini. Mini mini Seashell on stick. Okay, so now, that's really all I have for spoons. Bro, you were not lying when you told me it was a short report for you. Yeah, it is short. I don't have much. Um, turns out the history of things isn't that much. Yeah, well. You know, um, so we're just going to go quick, quick through it, and we'll debate on <laughs> our favorite utensil. I've been coming up with my points as you've been talking through yours. Okay, so uh, my next one is actually fork. The main event... Oh, fork is my next one. And uh, forks were actually commonplace very recently compared to other ones. It was only commonplace around uh, like a thousand years ago. Really? Yeah, so relative to other ones, not that not like common. So we're going to talk about it, but like even though they only started being used like a thousand years ago, like it wasn't common in the U.S. that recently either. Okay. I'll get to that. Okay. So the spread of these eating utensils were mainly by European nobility. So the first time they saw a fork was in 1004. The Greek niece of the Byzantine emperor used a fancy golden fork at her wedding in Venice. Hmm. So Byzantine Empire's daughter in Venice... Wait, so she's Greek, and she's the niece of the Byzantine emperor, and she's in Venice, and she's using a fancy golden fork. Yeah, but Europe's so small, dude. We got a buddy traveling in Europe right now. She's mm-hmm. in a group, and, like, every day she's in a different country. Dude, you just got to, like, go one hour down the street. <coughs> it's like us going yeah. over to, like, it's insane. Monroe or something down the street. Do you think our state should be smaller? So we can say we've been to more places. We should, like, so cut up, like, Louisiana to, like, north and south. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, dude. Sounds east good. and west. East and west? Gross. What? I mean, we all know Louisiana's mainly New Orleans. Yeah. I guess it's the same feeling if you go New Orleans, Baton Rouge, Lafayette. That's very, three different cities. Very different cities. Yeah, so we'll, we'll cut north and south to, so like, north, like, there's just nothing. Yeah. In the south, we've got, like... The three nicer cities. No, no. I mean, like, nice. you get the same experience is what I'm saying as traveling to three different countries. I feel like Europe. you're saying it so you can say it. Like, so you say Yeah, because yeah, so yeah, I'm never going to do it. It makes me feel better when I say it. One day you can, Omar. One day. We can go to Europe one day, Omar. One day. Let's do it. Not today. Not today. All no. right, keep going. We'll go to the other boot, the European boot. 
Okay, so um, <laughs> the stiletto boot, Italy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. All right. So uh, apparently, the nobility there thought it was really weird because they didn't use it for like a few more centuries. And <laughs> yeah, like they, like they saw her. Like she's eaten easily, easily, but you know they That's... didn't like it. That's like if someone saw someone using a cell phone. Let's say we saw the first person using mm-hmm. a cell phone. They're like, that's weird. Let's not use it for another 400 years. And then be like, hey, these cell phones <laughs> be popping. <laughs> Have you guys heard about these cell phone things? Actually awesome. Okay, so a um, few more centuries later, the Italian Renaissance started. So a no- notable event that like made forks commonplace was when... Michelangelo. Ca- oh. No. Close. You said Renaissance, so I had to guess. That's the only name we know. But now we know Catherine de Medici. Yeah. I feel like I've heard that before. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty Italian name. But, uh, like, not pretty Italian, but, like, it's pretty Italian. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she introduced a fork to the French court in 1533. She just said, guys, check this out. And then they listened to Catherine, but they did not listen to uh, old, old Byzantine daughter, niece. Greek knees. Because she was one of, a member of one of the most prominent families of the Renaissance. The meat, the, 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 the family. The medicines. Medici? Medic? All right. Medici? So what happened next? All right. So uh, during the early 17th century, people started using the forks regularly all throughout Europe. And the American colonies actually refused to use the forks Aww. until like the early 19th century. Yeah, because they had knives. Yeah, they had, like, bro, we just got sharp knives. Like, this is fine. So when the U.S. was founded, like, George Washington probably didn't even have a fork. I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it's because he didn't want to, like, imagine, stab his nice teeth. I was going to say, imagine how much easier it would have been to win the American Revolution if they used forks. They would have, like, It would have been more efficient eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, protein. Like, like they were saying, like, all right, guys, we need three hours to eat. But if they had forks, it would have only taken, like, two hours. Which I'm guessing, like, the pitchfork is an old... I think a pitchfork is just as old as the fork. You would think, like, what if we had one of these smaller? Okay, we... what the hell is a pitchfork used for? It's moving hay, bay, bales of hay. Is that what it's used for? That's what I've always seen it as. I never knew what a pitchfork was used Cause for. Because you can stab the hay and pick it up and throw it. But I th- don't they have, like, ropes on them for that? That kind of, like, grab them? Well, yeah, but we didn't have a machine that put hay into bales. I thought they just put bales of hay on their backs. No. Pitchforks. We'll research that later. You should go to a farm. You should go visit for- farms. All right, field trip. Okay, so after the forks, we're going to talk about the chopsticks. So the chopsticks were older than the forks, actually. They were created 5,000 years ago in China, well before the fork. It was widely used during the Han and Ming dynasties. Ha huh? or Han? Han. Oh. No, I, I did that too when I wow. first read it. I was like, oh, wow. Okay, so uh, the chopsticks later spread to other uh, countries in the Southeast Asia, like Korea, Vietnam, Japan, probably mm-hmm. Thailand, countries like that. So um, apparently that was because uh, the Asian countries would pre-cut a lot of their food because they had a f- tradition of fast cooking. So a knife wasn't really needed at the dinner table. So that's why they had that. And they didn't use knives too often to eat. So they used a knife to prepare, but not to eat. Exactly. That's so much more convenient. I, I like that, right? Cause Although like, there's something there's something gratifying about cutting into your own steak. Feels like you're actually preparing it. Yeah, especially when it's like raw or something. Like, move. 
It's like you were a warrior with a sharp yeah, fighting edge on your knife. Tripping down, yeah. That's a little weird, Omar. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going through some stuff. All right, so we're going to keep talking about chopsticks. So, yeah, they would just cut it before, so you didn't have to worry about that. And Japan and China actually, so just a quick fun fact. Mm-hmm. Japan and China use so many chopsticks that they're putting a stress on the Chinese wood industry and the environment. Why didn't they just use bamboo sticks? Well, Omar, let me tell you, they use over 70 billion chopsticks a year. So uh, that's what's putting stress on the wooden industry. I mean, yeah, but bamboo, it, it grows in a day. It's true, huh? And you, and you don't have to water straight, it. They're ready to go. 70 billion, though. That's a lot. Why do they use so much? Oh, oh. I guess because it's a one time use. Oh, that was in a year. Did I say a day? I mean, it's still better than plastic forks. <laughs> right? Yeah, probably. For the environment, I mean. Yeah, because it's like if you throw a, a, a stick down, like a wooden stick into the grass, like no one's going to think any, anything about mm. it. But if you throw a fork there, it's like, hmm, wow. Yeah. That's polluting. But, you know, you can always count on China to, like, mess up the environment. They just have so many people, dude. Yeah, it's not really their fault. I mean, yeah, no. They actually Imagine have, if they all use plastic for or they plastic bamboo. have a plastic, plastic bamboo. bamboo. Plastic chopsticks that were once That'd be used. terrible. Yeah. Uh, but they actually have a ton of electric vehicles. Like, a lot. So, like, they're trying to do... I mean, it's mostly like farmland. China. That's true. But they still have Everyone a lot of only people. thinks of like Beijing and stuff. Yeah, and like Shanghai. It's a lot of people, but not a lot of densely populated people, I would say. Yeah, like New York. Yeah. But uh, India is pretty dense, right? India is dense, and yeah. They just got a lot of them. Because they have a lot of mountains, and you can't really live in mountains. So the places you can live are just really populated. Like New Delhi. Is that in India? Or is that its own country? New Delhi. No, that's in India. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Geography. We're working on that too. We'll do more research. <laughs> Alright, so uh, honestly, that's all I have about the regular utensils that we use. Okay. But I just want to mention the modern hybrids. So. Let me guess. Um, okay, you got the spork. Yeah, so we all know about the spork. It's a spoon and a fork, which I just want to say suck. Yes. I've never used a good you spork. You can't use the fork. It's just a spoon yeah. that you poke yourself in the tongue. Because like, it just falls off. Yeah, that, you can't really poke anything with that. The fork does but nothing. I will say I could see a a spoon with a knife edge, which is a spinive. Uh, no, that's got a spife. So close. Spinive sounds way better. It's a spife. Hybrid of a knife and spoon. But why wouldn't you add the nigh? Spinife? Spinife. No, they're keeping it short like spork. Okay, okay. Spife. Um, yeah, I guess there's two more. On two here. more that you have. Or is that all there is? There's uh, got to be more combos. We'll figure it out. Um, you're going to want a fork with a knife edge? Yes. Which is uh, Nick. It's a nork. <laughs> Actually, Where's the O? <laughs> it's a nork. Fork. fork, yeah. So it's a nork. nork. It's a hybrid of a knife and a fork. Is it K-N? What? K-N-O-R? Yeah, yeah, of course. Okay. K-N-O-R. I was like, because if they just drop the K to make it nork... No, it's no, no. The worst. The K is silent. Um. So okay. So you have spoon and fork, spoon and knife. Do you need? Okay. Wait. 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 <laughs> this is a lot harder when you can. A lot of combos. Okay. So spoon, fork, spork, spoon, knife, spife. Yes. Spoon, 
and that's it because you already have fork and knife and then spoon by itself then you got knife fork knife spoon then you have fork fork spoon fork knife what's missing what, are you what talking combo about? is missing the spoof is it all three it's all three it's oh my hi- god of course a, it is it's a hybrid of a knife fork and spoon a spoof Sporf. That sounds even worse. I could think of better combos. That sounds like a that sounds like a spork that's harder to use because there's a sharp edge on it. What about chopsticks and at the ends one is a spork and one is a spoon? Not a spork. I feel like I've seen that. Okay, well <laughs> we're each entitled to our own opinion. Okay, so I'm thinking I'm thinking spork is a good way to go. But rather than the way they have it now, which doesn't work, mm-hmm. you have the regular spoon and you have a longer like fork stick thing on yeah. both sides oh so you can still stab with one like fork point yeah i've always thought that it would be i think honestly because it has three prongs right at the end of yeah. the spoon and it just looks like three triangles at the top of the spoon yeah i think those little it should be it's deeper yes much deeper all the way to the base not the base you just made a like, fork it's a fork, but it's a fork that's concave, and it has round edges. So you can still... Oh, well, you can't scoop soup in there, yeah. but get a spoon for that. You just, you just made a fork. <laughs> okay, well, we'll think well, about Well, okay, that. best utensil. Go. Fork. Clearly. Spoon. No, Obviously. clearly fork. No, no. Why do you think spoon? Why do I think a spoon? Because a spoon can do what a knife and fork can't. Yes. A knife can do what a fork can. A knife can do what a fork can? A knife did what a fork could for the longest time. It could if it had a sharp edge. No. The regular ones we have? A knife can do what a fork can. A fork picks oh, food yeah. up. It pokes okay, it Okay, I can in. use a fork to cut stuff, though. Okay, but... Not a steak. I can use a spoon to cut stuff. That's not true. a steak. A spoon can do only what a spoon can do. Knife and fork can do what a spoon can do. My thing is... That makes it OP. Forks? Overpowered, by the way. <laughs> for you non gamers, <laughs> I I agree, but you use a f- you need a fork operation more often. I don't eat soup that much, so but like when you have like those half solids, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like using a fork more. Listen, we've all been in a situation where you use fork more because the spoons are dirty. Okay. No, no, no. I use forks more often. Like in in my pantry right now, I have a pla- I have a bunch of plastic forks. A few plastic knives, but I don't have a plastic spoon. Okay, but that's what makes spoons top tier. The fact that I don't have you them. You need them specifically for certain s- foods. Okay. The fact that they're so niche makes them so special. It's still hard to eat with to pick stuff up, and so often you're picking Look, stuff I'm up. I'm not arguing with you that a labor is like more important to a job than an engineer, but you need the engineer. Because he can do what the laborer can. Uh, you lost me. I don't know what you're talking no, no. about. That's a good analogy. Okay. Well, spoons are top tier. Spoons are triple S, forks S. I, I, I would actually say knife better than fork. What? Yeah. No. A knife can cut more than a fork. A fork is like half a knife. I want you. I want you to use Trust a knife. Me. Okay. If, for everything. If it were accepted, I would use a knife over a... Well, I've been using your butt wipes. I gotta say, not a big change. Not a dramatic change, anyways. I expected the wet wipes to come out like solid brown or something. All right, hold on. We gotta explain. 
So I gave Omar some wet wipes. Yeah. And I told him... Because I'm a dry guy. Not a dry guy. <laughs> All right, so I told him to use regular toilet paper. Mm-hmm. And Which then I did. after that, use wet wipe. You're mm-hmm. going to see a little little brown in there. Okay, but you made it sound like I was going to see 14. Like, I was going to be like, I just wiped my butt with a dry no, wipe. Okay. Chet, our friend Chet, would be on my side. Like... I mean, yes. Wiping your butt with I just wet paper is not clean. I feel cleaner, but I can't say that it. Maybe if I just start with a wet wipe from the get go. But, maybe. but like if you start with it, so like it's not you, that dramatic of a change. If you only do toilet paper, there's still stuff there. It's kind of like Chet said a great analogy. It's like dropping mud or getting mud on your carpet and just wiping it with a paper towel. You can't do that. You got to get a wet wipe. I mean, Clorox wipe, some cleaner in there to clean it. But. Uh, unless you have that much hair, it's not the same. I do have hair there. Because if I get mud on my hands, I could just wipe it off with a dry rag. <laughs> no, you don't. You, yeah, you I could. wash it in the sink. I could. That's what I'm saying. Like, Because our skin is so smooth and slippery, you could wipe it off. Just keep trying the wipes and you'll see. Uh, this week, I'm going to try just wet wipes. No dry wipes. Yeah, just wet wipes. Just, wet wet just, wipes are see. superior. I mean, I do feel cleaner. Good, yeah, see? But that's because it's like... It's... it's The it's only thing that could be cleaner is if I just jump in the shower right after. Yeah. That's why... Or a bidet. We, exactly. Is, that's yeah. why we discuss. We need to all get bidets. We need to popularize bidets in the United States. You want to get a Twitter hashtag trending? That's my new movement, dude. Bidet my bathroom? Bidet today. Bidet today. I like it. Bidet today. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Knives are better than forks. And spoons are better than knives. That's that's the correct list. My, mine is fork, spoon, and knife. Just because of how often the fork is needed over the spoon and knife. I don't know. We'll put it to the test. Yeah, yeah. We'll call the try, guys. Oh, but definitely bottom tier would have to be chopsticks. Yeah, you know what? You're right. I mean, the only reason I use chopsticks is for the authentic feeling, not because it's easier. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it respects the food more rather than stabbing it. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, picking yeah. it up gently. You're hugging it rather than poking a hole through it. Yeah, I think it's a big flex it when is. I'm eating noodles with chopsticks and the guy next to me is. It's like, bro, have you traveled to Asia? How can you do that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a lot of anime. <laughs> I watched anime. I've watched a Naruto eat ramen for five hours straight. Yeah, but I mean, when it comes to eating rice, just grab the spoon. Yeah, no, for don't, sure. Don't sit there and scoop it up into your mouth. Okay, there, there's a, the there's a technique, all right? Gotta, I, it's a technique and it works. There's, but... there's a technique to where you have to, like, use the use the chopsticks to, like, compress the knife or compress the rice a little bit so it's, like, in a solid mass so you can pick it up. Like, you're not picking it one at a time. That's what people think. But, I mean, fried rice isn't as sticky as just white rice. You're right. So. I No, I agree with you that uh, spoons are superior. Spoons are superior when it comes to rice. Everything. Uh, I don't don't think so. There are some things you can't pick up, like, with a fork, but you can Mm. with the chopsticks. You try picking up a walnut with a fork. I'll make it work. It's harder. (laughs) All right. So, that's a pretty good report. Nah, I don't. It was all right. You know, you learn. You learn a few facts, and that's all I'm here for. Facts. Perfect. That's that's what I'm here for. 
Um, so we'll jump into my report. Do you want to guess what it is? It, I, the title is The Most Tragic of Love Stories. Um, you, you pick the... Like you, you reach a fork in the road, and then you pick the road less traveled by? So you're talking about Robert Frost? Okay, that's... I was trying to think of the name. No, it's not a poem. Okay, never mind. Uh, my other working title was A Story Worse Than Twilight. A, a worse love story than Twilight. So it's a story, though? A fork story? No. Uh, we'll get to that. <laughs> so uh, exploring famous forks, like I said, historical forks or whatever... Uh, led me to famous crypto forks. What is that? I saw that. You I saw that, right? I didn't know if I should talk about it's that. It's like a type of software. A crypto fork. I don't I know. I don't know. I saw that. I was like, will this get too technical? I'm going to just pass. That's why I passed. Uh, so <laughs> so I, yeah, I had no forks. idea what that was. So I was like, I don't want to learn something new. I want to learn something new, but I don't want to learn something entirely. Yeah, you know? a whole new field. Uh, so I eventually stumbled on a listicle, a famous cutlery through history that sold for some serious cash. I don't know what it is about listicles, but they're like... Okay, what's a listicle? It's an article that's a list. A list article. <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> yes. Uh, much like a spork is a spoon fork, a listicle is a list article. So it was like the top 10 most expensive things ever sold. <laughs> uh, it's... Yeah, it's a top 10 list called Expensive Silverware for the Silver Spoon Fed on... Uh, uh, the website was therichest.com. I don't know if you've heard of therichest.com. No. Uh, they basically get clicks by, like, check out this, the most expensive hotels you can Oh, buy. dude, that's basically like... Um, Casey Neistat's. I was not thinking about 2 Chain. 2 Chain's, yes. 2 Chain's little but series. But that one's more interesting. It's much... It's very interesting. Uh, so, listicles are pretty famous for their brevity, but... Yeah, you're going to have to explain brevity to me, too briefness okay because <laughs> it was like item 10 and then one paragraph on what it was and how much it sold for item nine when i look up reviews and stuff i always go for a list i do i'm a sucker okay. for a list i am I, I listicles are written for you I, lo- I love a good listicle uh i did not i do not like listicles i'd rather you just tell me everything about one thing ah which is what i'm gonna do uh, so I focused on the only fork item sold. Like it was a list, but I thought it was going to be a bunch of forks, but it was actually like bunch of knives. a teapot. Oh, what? A that's not a utensil. Yeah, that's what I said. That's not a utensil. Or a tray, a metal, like silver tray. Or th- those are those are dishes. I know. That's what I said. But whatever. Also, there was this was also the only spoon sold, even though the list is expensive silverware for the silver spoon fed. So, are you looking up the article? I'm looking up uh, the definition of a utensil. Okay, so utensil, utensil. is an implement... Oh, wow, I think we're wrong on one. An implement, container, or other article, especially for household use. What? Oh, I guess so that's like a kitchen utensil. Look, let okay. me look up a, a eating utensil. I think we might be wrong, dude. I will admit that it didn't specifically say eating utensil. It just said utensils. Yeah. All right. Go ahead. Or it said silverware for the silver spoon. Anyways, um, so the list begins with a personal cutlery set, which sold for an astounding um twenty three thousand four hundred dollars. Seventeen thousand. Uh, the most expensive item was like a teapot or something for three million or something. Oh my god. 
or maybe, yeah, three million. Uh, so the set belonged to none other than King Charles VIII. No, famous person in history, though. Um, they say that you can't go an hour in a discussion without bringing this guy up. Shakespeare. What? Robert Frost. Hitler. Hitler. He belonged to Hitler himself. Uh, the set was used by Hitler and his mistress. Do you know her name? Veronica. Ava Braun. I'm going to stop asking you questions. <laughs> uh, but these this is who my love story is about. Hitler and his mistress, Ava Braun. Uh, but a little bit more about the set. Oh, you're, uh, you're branching off now? No, no. I'm going to talk about the set, but I will branch off. Okay. Uh, so the set was from their... They had a house in the Eagle's Nest Mountain Retreat. Uh, housekeepers pocketed the set, and it was later confiscated by Allied forces in 1945 when they stormed the retreat. Um, so it's sold in 2010 by the Sotheby's, which is a type of like auction house. Soft bees. Soft buys. Soft buys. It's um, B Y S. So buys. Buys. Yeah, buys. Soft buys. Uh, or sooth buys. Uh, the set included a silver fish knife with Hitler's name engraved on it, as well as a silver knife, spoon, fork, and teaspoon with Ava Braun's initials engraved on them. One of my coworkers told me about this the other day. What? Just this this exact set, this exact cutlery set. Why? I don't remember. <laughs> I'm just in the back, and um, he just came up and said like. Someone came out. He said he went to a museum or something. It was in D.C., I think. It might not be this exact same thing, mm-hmm. but I feel like it was. And he just brought up a museum he went to in D.C. And he just said, yeah, I just saw a Hitler thing. And it's like the most evil thing I've ever seen. It's like, uh, Hitler and Cutler, he said? I'm like, yeah. Like, uh, I, I have to admit, I did see pictures of this. It does not look very intimidating. <laughs> it looks like a color. Whatever so. my coworker saw, he said that's that's of a scary. Imagine going though. Uh, well, maybe it was an art museum, and it wasn't like a history museum, so it was like an artist's interpretation, and it's it made could... of like bones and stuff. Yeah, that'd be scary. That'd be more scary than. It looks like a normal tea set. Just a set. <laughs> maybe he's afraid of forks. Uh, oh, maybe he's the the cardinal. Who's afraid of pointy things? That's what it is. <laughs> you think so? Uh, but we'll switch over to the actual love story now. So, uh, Ava met Adolf. I go by first names because it's cash. Adolf? Yeah, Adolf. Uh, when she was only 17. You want to guess how old he was at the time? He was dude, much this older. was 28. This dude was 40. Oh my god. <laughs> what is it? A 23 year difference? It sounds like an episode of 90 Day Fiance. It does. But uh, it's sadder than that. Uh, so Ava was working as a photography assistant who helped to, uh, who happened to be Hitler's photographer. So that's how the two met through this photographer. So he was hitting on his photographer. No, he was hitting it, on the... He's a photographer's assistant. Right, right. Right. He was going to get his portrait done. Um, so the two went on a date uh, to the opera soon after meeting. But before the date, Hitler ordered that her lineage be investigated to make sure she was pure. Oh, of course. Because you know, it's like you, he looked called? at her and he was like, "He needs that Aryan blood." You know? Yeah, she, he looked at her and was like, "Man, she's blonde, but she might be a little dirty blonde." I gotta get this checked out. She was blonde actually, and she was dirty blonde. Blue eyes. Uh, I don't know. Ah, uh, maybe that's what the photos I saw were black and white. Ah, uh, but the hair was light enough that I was like, "Yeah, she's blonde." Is blonde. Um, 
So, uh, ironically, she probably was not pure race. Uh, years after the war ended, hairs from a hairbrush with bronze initials. Uh, apparently, she had all her stuff initialed. Uh, that had been found in an alpine home that she shared with Hitler uh, were preserved. And then they were later DNA tested by a TV show in the UK called Dead Famous DNA. Original name. Pretty on the nose. Creative name. Uh, and the to- uh, the tests show that the hairs came from specifically an Ashkenazi Jew. Bro, no. So, like, it would have been one thing if she was, like, Italian or something. But the fact that she was just, like, Jew. Dude, this entire time she's, like, playing him for a fool. Yeah. She, she knows she's Jewish. She's over here, like, my only well, way to survive is to be his wife. I don't think she did know because, like, they did an investigation and then like looked up her lineage and everything. They're like, Oh no, she's fine. She's fine. But with DNA testing, they're like, no, you guys didn't go far back enough. It's hard to be pure race of anything of anything. Yeah. So like chances are you're 0.1% of something. Yeah. Uh, so like while Brown grew up Catholic and even attended covenant school, deep family history indicates that bronze ancestors may have been German Jews who converted to Catholicism during a movement in the 1800s. No. So, so they didn't go that far. Like they, they did the family well, tree and it's like, it's good enough. It was the 19, what? 1930s, 1940s. Yeah, that sounds right. So they didn't go back 140 years. Hmm. But, um, she went further. Uh, I should have done more research into this, but if there was a, a movement, a Catholicism movement. I wonder how much Germans used to be Jews. German like how Jews. many converted? Yeah. To Catholicism. Uh, so immediately after their date, she became his new mistress. And quick. Yeah. Things move fast when you're 17. Things also move fast when, <laughs> when you're, you're 40. 40. <laughs> uh, so I say new mistress because allegedly his previous mistress killed herself. Uh, cause like, he was like, here's my plan. And she's like, Ooh, no. The fact that it says allegedly though, anytime oh. an article says allegedly, it's like, we don't know for sure, but we're wink, pretty wink, sure nudge, she didn't nudge. do it. Um, this really does sound like an episode nine day fiance. Once too old, once too young, they're moving too fast. Family background. Once check. a mistress. Once Hitler. Old mistress died. Once Hitler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so Hitler wanted to keep up the idea that his true bride was Germany, so Ava was shunned by him and taught to not show public affection towards him. Aww. Display public affection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he wanted to keep up this persona like his woman was Germany. and Wait. What? His bride was Germany. Oh. He was married to that's the weird. motherland. You think that helped? Apparently it did. Yeah. You don't get to that position with it not help. I feel like people are like, that's weird, dude. Just marry her. Like, well, we get it. You like uh, Germany. Uh, <clears throat> uh, this was also done so his female followers would continue to find him appealing. So that's another part of it. Gotcha. Because, I mean, they can't end up with him if he's got a Taken, mistress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's like, hey, I like her, but, like, I'm so open, ladies. Well, you keep mentioning, like, I like her, but, like, no one knew about her. But I'll get to that. Uh, she reserved herself to six small rooms in Hitler's bunker and slept in a different room than him. So, like, it's one Aww. thing to not show public display, 
But even in private, not display affections. Like, come on, dude. It just sounds like a sad relationship. Yeah. It sounds like he really didn't, like... Love her? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he apparently liked her if one date is all it took. Uh, So Hitler didn't ask Braun to come to this bunker in Berlin. Uh, In fact, he ordered her to leave when she arrived. But Braun refused to leave uh, and chose to remain by his side until the end. Oh, she stayed with him? Talk about loyal, right? It's like, man, I know you're a terrible person, but I'm here. I know you don't love me, and I don't love you. In fact, when Braun arrived to the Führbunker, Führbunker, it's one word, I don't know. Führbunker? Yeah. She reportedly told her beloved, do you think I will let you die alone? Oh. Some foreshadowing, perhaps. So he didn't die alone. You know how this story ends, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Just making sure. I'm not going to spoil it. (laughs) Hitler wouldn't let photos of her be published. At all? Yeah, so that's like peak over protective boyfriend, right? Well, no, I mean, that's just because he he was taken by Germany. By Germany. Uh, So she was the the side chick. (laughs) Germany, the country, was the main chick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Hitler would even go so far as to ignore her while in public. Dang, just yeah. like should ignore her too. He would only interact with her uh, by giving her money at the end of the night. So, I'm telling you, dude. She knew she was. She knew she was Jewish, and she was just trying to survive. No, I don't think so, dude. I, I, honestly, I think other. she really liked him, but he didn't like her. He didn't like her. I think maybe she didn't know she was Jewish, but she was just trying to survive. Like, your husband's, like, killing everyone. You're not going to say, like, no, hey, we dude, should end no. it. I, I think I think part of it might have been that he's clearly the strongest man in Germany at the time. Yeah, kind One of the strongest like, people in the world. Yeah. So there's an attraction there. But, like, he clearly or loved fear. her. Or fear. Fear's an attraction, is it? No. No. <laughs> not a healthy one. Uh, so uh, most Germans had no clue she even existed. So that's why you're like, people kept saying, like, dude, just marry her. No one even knew oh. she was around. Um, and those who didn't know her believe that Hitler showed more affection to Blondie, his dog Blondie. So people that did know her were like, Hitler likes his dog more than you. I, re- I remember but, uh, uh, the dog. Apparently, Hitler liked the dog a lot more than a lot of people. <laughs> Blondie was his favorite. Mm. Dude, my dad loves Blondie, too. Not Blondie, his own dog. Yeah, no. Brownie. So like I'm I'm just imagining this dog, like his dog behaving like my dad's dog, just following him around all the time. That that would be Blondie. Like during his speech and stuff too. I bet you he let Blondie show public displays of affection. Oh, dude, he like would pick up and kiss Blondie in yeah, the yeah, mouth in public. The woman of Germany would be like, "Oh, he's a dog guy." Yeah, it's just a dog. That's that's great. Um, so uh, despite this, she remained faithful for sixteen years. Uh, Hitler's chauffeur called her the unhappiest woman in Germany. How sad. Yeah. And, like, the chauffeur said, like, yeah, she was only allowed to use the back entrance. When I dropped her off, she had to go to the back entrance. Dude, she really is just a side chick. The chauffeur was one of the few people that knew what she was. She's the mistress. She kind of had to. Or he kind of had to. Uh, So Braun desperately wanted to marry Hitler, but he insisted that he would never marry uh, in part because he wanted to protect, uh, project the image that he was married to Germ, uh, to the German people. So like, 
or the one thing she wanted was to get married, and the one thing he wouldn't give her was marriage. He can like fake it. Like here's a ring, right? Like yeah, just take this ring. Like part of me thinks he just didn't want to do it. You know, he just has fear of commitment. Like he gave the excuse, like no, no, I'm married to Germany, but all Germany's like, no, it's cool if he. I mean, who am I to <laughs> don't, say? Don't listen to them. I'm married to Germany. <laughs> uh, so, uh, through various account, uh, though various accounts paint their relationship as either loving or oppressive for Braun, Hitler's preoccupation with his agenda left little room for romance or intimacy. Of course. So, like everyone's like, no, they were a loving couple. Or, no, he was super oppressive. In reality, he was too busy to even be loving or oppressive. I'd imagine he'd be a pretty busy man. You think? Yeah. What do you think could have been going on at the time? I don't know. We'll look that up later. (laughs) I didn't do a lot of research into this Hiller guy. (laughs) Whoever this is. Um, So, uh, Hitler seemed to like Braun for her loyalty and submissiveness. He once said on the topic of marriage, this is pretty... Okay, I don't agree with Pretty anything. Sickening. From the, yeah, a highly intelligent man should take a primitive woman. Imagine if, on top of everything else, I had a woman who interfered with my work. Nice. Oof, ladies, man. Primitive. That that should be your uh, bio, guys. If you're if you're looking for dating bios, right there. Looking for a primitive woman. Uh, I am a highly intelligent man seeking a primitive woman. Uh, I'm no Jews, please. No, I'm not Hitler. Yeah. Uh, seeking women who do not interfere with my work. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that's just an entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's people who have that mentality. Married to their job. Yeah. That's a, that's a saying, right? Have you seen uh, Black Klansman? Yeah, I have. That's a good movie. Right? I don't know if it's the whole Nazi vibe. Or there's KK, definitely a Nazi vibe. But there's definitely there. a wife who's, like, going along with everything. Well, not highly intelligent man, but I mean, it, I don't know. That's what that made me think of. Yeah, no, you're right. Good movie. Good movie. Go check out Black Klansman it on was... uh, online somewhere. I watch on HBO, HBO Go, or HBO oh, Now. I watch or it on a it flight. Good movie. Good. Uh, <clears throat> we should do a report on that one because apparently the real story is not as exciting. But oh, so Braun was disinterested in Hitler's politics, making her the perfect partner. <laughs> Allegedly, Hitler chose her because she wouldn't question his authority. So, which so she, I mean, she never that must have been a heavy first date. Yeah, this like here's all my plans, and she's like, whatever, just do whatever. But I mean, the fact that he picked her as his mistress after the first date, and then this line says he picked her because she wouldn't question her authority, and he wasn't interested in the politics and stuff. It's like first date, he sat down, he's like, all right. Do you know what's going on in the world right now? She's like, I have no clue. Oh, <laughs> whatever. Like, Perfect. Okay. He's over here. He's like, you're going to eat this. You're going to drink this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and like, she said, she'll okay. have the same. <laughs> yeah. And then that's when he knew. He's like, this is the one. He has a little checklist. Pass, pass, pass. <laughs> Fail. On, a question mark on the Jew. Primitive. Knows Check. about nothing. Uh, so although she was incredibly loyal and devoted to Hitler, uh, Braun was deeply unhappy with the relationship. Especially when Hitler refused to marry her. Uh, Though the exact cause isn't known, Braun attempted to take her own life twice during her relationship with Hitler. Oh my god. Uh, Once in 1932 and again in 1935. So that's two years. Three years. That's, yeah. She really didn't like him. She was the unhappiest. No, she loved him. It's it's a tragedy, dude. 
because like yeah because she, she loved him she loved him so much and he wouldn't marry her and she's like well i'll just kill myself i guess she's delusional right she's she, gotta be she's trying to date hitler i mean she should have known what she was getting into, he sounds right? like pretty well let's not blame her he's pretty unattainable as a person considering <laughs> how busy he was at his job Married to the... You keep talking job. about this job, and I don't know what was going on. <laughs> so you, I just want a kiss. I just want to go through the front door. Why can't I do this? Like, she has no idea what's going on. Yeah. Like, why can't I go through the front door? It's like, it's it's the job, I swear. It's in the this job would interfere with my uh, plan to take over the world. I'm just like, if I take the front door, that messes with your plan. <laughs> so, I don't know. The more I read into this, the more I was like, I felt bad for her. But at the same time, I'm like, she must have known all of this stuff though like all of germany must have known right known what what he was doing yeah yeah yeah. well yeah i mean she knew something she must have known she she knew what he was doing she knew i mean i'm sure that was part of the reason why she hated her life or like tried to commit suicide because like no because i don't think she would have loved him i don't know how do you well that might make it worse like how do you cope with the one you love the most being the most evil seemingly evil person in the world. Well, I, I will say, because she met... At the time, whatever time it was. She met when she was 17, right? Yeah, so she was pretty, um, what's the word, able to be influenced? Yeah. And this is all she's known for the last 16 years. Um, after her second suicide attempt, Hillary gave Braun an apartment, and a year later she moved into his home in the Alps. So I guess he was trying to keep a better eye on her. He kicked her out after she. Mm-mm. She he just got her an apartment. So he she's... gave her an apartment, and then later she moved into his home. Weren't they living together before the apartment? No, she was a mistress. What so, does that mean? A mistress? Yeah, it's a side chick. Yeah, but that she's hidden. No one else. I don't think they were living together. Yeah, but she I had to go through the come back around door every night. Yeah, through the back oh, door. Oh, okay. So they're not living together. At the time, no, I don't think oh, they were. Living. They were never they were married dating. anyway. Yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, so. Eventually, Hitler gave in to Ava's wishes and agreed to marry. I say eventually because it's it's the end of the road. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the last second. It's like, peak 1945. <laughs> now I'm ready. Uh, so although it might have, uh, although it might as well have been a make a wish pledge, I figured we make another nod back to make a wish. A shout to John Cena. Yeah, a reoccurring thing. <laughs> what else? Who else gave make One Direction man? One Direction, yeah. Make a wish pledges. Go check out episodes two and four. Sure. Two and three? Maybe I have two no and three. idea. Uh, so are you saying um, Hitler finally fulfilled the Make-A-Wish? Her Make-A-Wish, yeah. Let's, say, let's not tie Hitler to the Make-A-Wish Foundation. I'll tie him to whatever I want, Johnny. <laughs> Train tracks mostly. Oh, no. What? What? You said, oh, no. Hitler? Oh, tying Hitler? Oh, yeah. I was just thinking about tying someone to train tracks, and that sounded terrible. I guess Hitler's an exception. There's this game, it, and it does the uh, the train rail predicament. The dilemma. Yeah, the dilemma. Paradox, oh. what's it called? Yeah, I I have an, another interesting mini one that I didn't research, but we could talk about after. Thank you for bringing that up. But yeah, there's a game that it puts you through all the situations. Yeah. And it makes like a hundred other situations, but it also, at the end, it tells you what people chose. Hmm. So it's, it, it sounds pretty interesting. We should check it out. Off podcasts. Yeah, off um, podcasts. Obviously not with podcasts, which the answers obviously do nothing, right? With the rail, 
do nothing. Okay, so there, there's a lot of variations to that scenario. Which one are you talking about? Okay. Wait, should we talk about this no, at the end? We can talk about it now because I'm in it now. No, I'm, I'm invested. No, I mean, but let's do the four and one, right? Okay, and the train's going for the one that you love. No, let's say it's going for the four. Okay. Four and one. Obviously, most people would say save the four, kill the one, right? My thing is always let it go. I don't know. Cause I don't. I think most people would do nothing. Whether yeah. wherever the train goes, most people would say do nothing. Well, we can't or, say most people because we haven't we played know. the game. Yeah. But I think, well, what people say and what people do is different. People would like to say, "Oh, I killed one person because four lives is better than one," but most people would just do nothing in that situation because you're, you're frozen in fear. It's easy to not well, actively kill. Okay, rather than just let thing. it go. But that that was my thing. Because if I do nothing, I'm not a murderer. I'm a bystander. But if I change it, I'm a murderer. <laughs> I killed that one person. If I do nothing, I watch four people die, but I didn't kill them. I feel like the jury would be pretty lenient if yeah, you yeah, pulled yeah. the lever. Uh, Either way. I don't think the family would be, so I don't think the no, jury no. would be. No, I think the jury would be like, I mean, he's trying to save his also, pregnant wife. Okay, but you wouldn't even have a jury trial if you didn't touch it and four died. <laughs> That's very true. So I don't that know. Is true. My my thing was always don't do nothing. Think about the law. But uh, so where were we, dude? Well, what's your position? Because it's gonna be eating me up tonight. Uh, so Michael from Vsauce did a video on this <laughs> <laughs> on the same series. My it's really view. interesting. Go check it out. Um, I I don't know. I would probably save the one. That I love because I would have no connection. No, no, to it's the four, four strangers or one per one stranger. Oh, it's strangers. Four strangers. The trains go hit four strangers unless you make it hit one stranger. Oh, I'd probably kill the one stranger. Yeah, I would. I would think. I would hope so. See, but I mean, like I said, you're gonna realistically. Have that I don't guilt, know. Though. I would have that guilt if I watched four people die and I didn't do anything. I'd be like, wow, what a trash. No, nah. but I wouldn't be like, I'm the one who killed them. If they're all strangers, it's like, and you're saying add the buttons, I'd kill the one person. Yeah. Well, I would hope so. I mean, I, would, I think I would. I you don't would know. Think, yeah. Um, so we'll get back to the report, I guess. Back to a lighter yet still darker <sighs> to topic. Uh, so on April 29th, 1945, Eva Braun, Eva Braun, uh, became Eva Hitler in a ceremony uh-huh. in Hitler's Berlin bunker. So it's like not even it's a fancy. It's in a bunker? It's in, well, it's because they're fixing to die. True. Uh, so Braun wore a black dress, uh, which was Hitler's favorite dress. Oh, great. And it had white lace flowers at the top around the neckline. Oh, that's such, uh, she, she wore beautiful. a pair of Italian shoes and some diamonds. Um, apparently, when she signed the documents, she signed it as Ava. Uh, she put the B and then she scratched it out and wrote Hitler. <laughs> She's like, oh, yeah, I'm finally getting married. But, uh, yeah. So, after giving Braun what she desired for nearly 16 years, Hitler retreated, uh, Hitler retreated to begin planning their suicide. So, after the Fine. ceremony, he's like, okay, I gotta go plan our suicide. Oh my god, that's um, terrible. So, Braun was eager to join her husband in his fate, and had oh, she was been eager. for a while now. She yeah, was eager she to was do... eager to die with him. Oh and my she had been for god. a while now. A year prior, she had written a letter saying, from our first meeting, I swore to follow you anywhere, even unto death. I live only for your love. So Dude, that's what she's I'm got she some was issues. Delusional, heads over heels, super love. Um, 
Apparently, he tested the poison on his dog first, so Blondie was the first I, to die. Yeah, that's terrible. I feel the worst person I feel bad for is the dog. Why wouldn't he... If he loved that dog so much, he could have easily just said... Go live just, another life. No, he could have said, give me another dog to test this on. No, I think he could have set the dog free. He could have done that, too. I don't think he should have killed any dog, Shani. I think but, he should have just killed himself. Okay, but he's an evil person. He like, needed to test oh, it. Mate. Okay. He needed to test it. He could have tested on anything else other than his own dog. I was listening to this n- another podcast. Uh, there was a crazy Roman leader, and he adopted a son because he was afraid the son was going to take his spot. So he's like, no, I'll be your adopted father. Now you can't overthrow me. What, Nero, probably? No, it wasn't Nero. It might have been Nero, actually. Anyways, uh, so... He locked up the son because he was having... He went mad because he got sick or something and he thought someone tried to poison him. He locked up the son and he ordered the guards to kill him. But it's against the law for for the military to kill a king or whatever. Yeah. Any royalty. So they're like, we can't kill you. So they threw a knife in there like, so kill yourself. (laughs) What? He's like, what? He's like, yeah, do you want us to show you the best way to kill yourself? He's like, no, no, I think I'll figure it out. But he just shouldn't have killed himself. Wait, did he kill himself? Yeah, he killed himself. Oh. But if he just didn't... That's a child, though. It would have just been a predicament, like, been, like staring at each other, like... And at the end, it's like, he's king, he's like, can't kill me now. <laughs> uh, man, suicide, right? Crazy. <laughs> uh, so, just hours after he married Braun, Hitler drew up his will and detailed how he and Braun's cadavers would be disposed of. He wrote, I, myself, and my wife, in order to escape the disgrace of deposition or cap, uh, capitulation, choose death. Capa who? Cap, what is this? Capitulation? Capitulation, yeah. Yeah, capitulation. Choose death. It is our wish to be burned immediately on the spot where I have carried out the greatest part of my daily work in the course of 12 years service to my people. So, he killed himself in that bunker, and then they burned the bodies. That's yeah. why people think he's in Cuba or something. Oh, because the they burned were, immediately. Yeah, burn. yeah. But, uh, yeah, bummer love story, right? Yeah, fork, huh? Fork, yeah. All because the <laughs> dish sold for $3.2 million. But, or right, you got anything to add on my story? Uh, no, it's just really sad. Um, everyone in this situation is uh, but she's. Suffering? Like, you were feeling bad for her, but she's, like, crazy, right? Like, the fact that she wrote a letter, like, I'm going to die with you. I think she's crazy, but I also think she was manipulated and brainwashed. I don't like, know, the people dude. in North Korea. I don't know if she was brainwashed. I think she wanted to be with him. I think she was, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think she was brainwashed to an extent, too. Well, if time travel is ever a thing. Or, or maybe she was mesmerized. Who knows? Like, I think that's a lot of it. With a powerful I man. mean, all of Germany was mesmerized, right? So, yeah. Uh, you, you remember how I told you my little cousin likes to call me? I have five missed calls for my uncle. So, so yeah, I think it she could was be an emergency. Uh, probably not. He didn't text me, so... <laughs> Um, but I also, there was another thing that I was interested in, and it was another dilemma, so it's cool that you brought that up, um, but it was called Morton's Fork. Did you hear this? Morton's Fork, no. Uh, Morton's so, is a steak restaurant. That's Horton's, huh? I don't know. Horton hears a who? No, I think it was Morton's. I don't, I don't know. know. Uh, so it's a false dilemma, uh, 
in which contradictory observations lead to the same conclusion. So, a person suspected of a crime who is acting nervously must have committed uh, the crime and is has something to hide, while a person who acts calmly and confidently must be skilled at hiding something, so they must have committed the crime. Oh, dude, that's... Darned if you do, darned if you don't. Yeah. That's what it is. I thought that was pretty interesting. That's like a psychology thing, right? Like, like guessing... It's a Cash-22. Yeah. Do you know what Cash-22 is, the book? Uh, I think I was supposed to read it at some point. I did read it. But <laughs> it was on a list of books that you can read, and everyone picked the shorter one. But I'm like, this one's on a World War II pilot. This one's so interesting. I just read the spark notes, but essentially it's like they sent this guy on a, he's fixing to get discharged, but they sent him on a mission and he's like, if I go on this mission, I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. If I desert this mission, I'm going to die. So either way, it's a catch 22, but, um, there's a Netflix show. No, a Hulu show catch 22 that just came out. I got to check that out. But, uh, well, that's why those, I guess that would be psychology. It's called a soft science because you don't know for sure uh, what a person is thinking by how they act. Yeah. I was going to say, this whole podcast, we've been saying, like, what do you think she was thinking? Yeah. But at the same time, it was it's so frustrating that we can never know what she was yeah, thinking. Yeah, it's like, it's like those game shows where, like, you have something in front of you. Like, it's like, you'll see it on the late night shows or, like, YouTube shows or whatever. They have something in front of them, and then you have to lie and pretend, like, whether what you have is gross or good or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, it's the, But then it's like, do you What's in act? the box thing? Yeah, or yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, do you act disgusted and pretend it's not? Or do you act like it's awesome even though it's not? Yeah, it's an interesting dilemma. I don't think I've ever been faced with one or like... You think you're a good liar? It's the same outcome whatever I do. I've never had that. I think there's always a, a third outcome mm-hmm. or another strategy. Uh, am I a good liar? Uh, I would say so. I think I'm so good at it because I, I never used to do it. I think we're pretty good liars. Both of us. You know why? This whole friendship. Oh, Hold wait, up. What? <laughs> board games. Oh, my God. When we would play board games, we'd be, the... we'd be pretty decent at them. God or, forbid we were ever on the same team. Like Spicy Uno, Werewolf, you know, stuff like that. And you know, I feel like I'm a pretty good liar. I think it's because I don't lie a lot. People automatically assume to trust me. And when I have that trust, I definitely abuse it and manipulate it. Am I? Am I Hitler? <laughs> You're manipulative. Uh, yeah. I might be more Golden State killer than Hitler. Oh, I, I was thinking the basketball team. Like what? Oh, make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I'm more of a Steph Curry with a shot. <laughs> uh, so. I guess that's it. I mean, that's our episode yeah, on we have Fork. Now, Fork. It was a hard. It was a hard word. Yeah, F O R K Fork. But the thing about our podcast is we don't. Go to a random word generator, and if we don't like the word, pick another one. We yeah. just we make random. it work. We make it work for you guys. Yeah. For your listening. We're pleasure. authentic. This we, is 100%. Actually, we had to redo the intro, and we had to pause this episode. Hold up. We're authentic. Record. We don't try to manipulate people, okay? We're not Hitler. All right. So, uh, that's, <laughs> Johnny, I guess that's... Uh, <laughs> Johnny just threw up a sideways deuce. <laughs> We're not Hitler. All right. Uh, so, um, that's all we have now uh, for our word fork. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye.